Hi, welcome to the Holes of Mark podcast show. And today I'm talking to Eric Perry, who's going to tell me a little bit about who he is and what he does. Uh, my name is Eric Perry. I am with Haunted in New England, um, out of Massachusetts. Um, we do investigations from Maine to South Carolina in the States. Um, we've handled poltergeist cases. We've handled... Um, Bad spirit cases, I won't say demons, but I'll say bad spirit cases, and a few other things. Have you had any paranormal experiences yourself? What's that? Have you had any paranormal experiences yourself? I did. Um, a couple of them that come to mind is, um, I was at the, um, Pennhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania, and our guy said to us, be careful because... It's going to pick up the one person that's the strongest, and it's going to let you know that it's the boss and not you. Well, as we did, the started going into the building. I walked into the building, and um, I was picked up and tossed 25 feet across the room with my camera. Um, during the night um, in that building, we saw shadows. We heard voices, um, different things that were going on. I know you mentioned earlier that you said it's not such thing as a, a demon, but bad ghosts. I believe you're right. I think the chances of us actually encountering a demon are quite rare as such. Right. 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 We, we, the, other, the other case was a little more drastic. Um, it was a place called um, Eagle Mountain House in um, New Hampshire up in Jefferson, uh, Jackson, New Hampshire. And it was, um, we were told that, we weren't told that a Ouija board was used on the premises. So in the carriage house, as we went into the place, I kept seeing this guy in overalls. And as I saw him, he um, kept following me down to each room. As we were coming back up, I went into this room. I felt drawn into this room. My other investigators kept walking. They didn't see me go off. And I walked into this room and it was a circle of chairs. Well, when I stood in the circle, it was very warm and hot feeling. And I was yelling for my investigators. I said, I need some help. They didn't hear me. And I don't know how long it went for. Um, we did it. They were there roughly within about 10 minutes, but it seemed like it was an hour. I was standing in this, this hole. And... Um, when the demonologist came in, he put his hand on my head, and he felt, um, how can I put it, felt very warm. He says I was in the um, stages of being possessed by something. Um, as we left and as we were going down um, on our digital recorder, we got Kill Eric on the digital recorder. Wow. That's scary, and man. We got into the main building, and I'm sitting in the thing, and the demonologist hand me a dagger that he uses for protection against spirits. I'm holding it, and all I could think of was stabbing the demonologist with it. That was very scary, isn't it? Yeah. So as I was doing that, it kind of got to me, and I'm like, whoa, that's not good. And it took a demonologist and a Reiki master to actually... Eastern and Western philosophy to actually get the spirit out of me, but the best way I could tell you that I could describe it was um, um, it was like Dracula versus Ben Helsing going at it. We were outside my body fighting. 
Hmm. As you know, you may not know, or you may know, I myself have had a near-death experience. Okay. When I was I was in a coma for three weeks, and whilst I was in my coma, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since. I know people are going to say it could be brain chemistry, it could be that I heard a nurse in the background, but I don't think it was. I seriously think it was my guardian angel, and I'm sticking to that. And also, when I was in my coma, I was either in this world or the next world. So that's why I like to call myself a.k.a. Ghostman. I think I touched my version of heaven. Or hell, as they say. I think we have our own version of heaven and hell. I don't think there's a separate version. done Bigfoot hunting. We've gone on um, Bigfoot hunts. Um, we came across um, a family of them in Chesterfield, New Hampshire. Wow. Um, we came up close and personal with them, and it was an amazing, amazing investigation to actually get to see these creatures in, uh, up close and personal. What was that like? Uh, scary. When you got a creature that stands about 8 to 9 feet tall, covered in hair, um, weighs about a thousand pounds, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Um, the smell was raunchy. It smelled like rot, rotten flesh. Um, very skunkish smell. Um, it had reddish, grayish, blackish hair, uh, red eyes, and canine teeth like nobody's business. As you may know, over here we've got our own version of Bigfoot, we call Wild Man. Yeah. And yeah, we we got several different species, I guess, here in the states. We got the uh, the Ohio Grassman um, in Ohio. We got the um, the Skunk Ape in Florida. We got Sasquatch over in the northwest of the state. So we got we got all over the place. Do you think they're able to travel interdimensionally? I think they're a forgotten species of, of ape, in my eyes. Yes, a lot of people would agree with you there. I think that it, 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 people say, oh, how can they stay well hidden? But they forget that how deep and dense some of these woods are. I mean, you could get lost forever in one of those woods over there, couldn't you? Quite easily. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I live in a mountain region where I live here in New England. And um, in the paper just the other day, there was a Sasquatch sighting on the mountaintop around here. Did you investigate it? I didn't go up and see it yet. I haven't gone up to investigate it yet because it's been rainy here really bad. Oh, so is that hard to get... Hard to, yeah. to get, get to access it? Correct. It's easy enough to get up to. Now, when, do, when you encounter Bigfoot, do you hear the thumping? Well, you know when they say they can hear thumping on like on the on the trees, like they communicate by thumping on trees, and like a a, yeah. a strange yowl kind yeah. of. Matter of fact, on Haunted New England's website, we actually have the knocking sounds that we captured that day. Um, on there, we actually have a footprint, and we also got the uh, yell of one, uh, one of them talking. Have you ever covered the owl man? What's that? Have you ever covered Owl Man? No. No. Have you got other... I know you've got other cryptids where you are. Yes, we got Champ, which is supposed to be a dinosaur type. 
uh, creature. We got the uh, the Lucaroo, which is down in New Orleans, um, to be a werewolf kind of creature. Yeah, I, I know someone that has seen werewolves in the UK. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll send That's you link. Cool. I'll send you link. I'll send you link. He's ex-military. He's actually taken photos. I mean, obviously he can't. He he doesn't like showing the photos too much because he might get into trouble. But he's a security guard, so he sees a lot of yeah. things during the night that most people wouldn't see. And he's very believable because of his military background. He he wouldn't. He says he would not lie like that. He he definitely has seen them. We've dealt with poltergeists, we've dealt with ghosts, and we've dealt with Bigfoot. Um, now, when you say witches, with... now people are going to say, oh, there's no such thing as witches, but they forget that witches is now called Wicca. And it, it, it's it's the white light form, but which we're talking right. about with Salem and stuff. We're talking about the dark light form. We've done Salem, we've done the tunnels in Salem. Um, We've done a few other places in Salem, Mass that are um, truly haunted, like Dead Horse Beach, where thousands of horses were killed uh, and buried on the beach, and you can still hear the horses galloping during the um, during the day and night. Do you think I know? There's two theories about ghosts. There's the theory about it's like a video, and we we're able to tap it back into it and replay it, and there's the other theory that some people are able to talk to them more than others well I actually can see them and talk to them that's one of my my little my little secrets that a lot, a lot of people know I actually can see them and talk to them I can describe you the ghosts that I've encountered exactly to a T um, one of the roughest ones we did was a as we call it a um, a pedophile ghost right. um, he was a child molester and he still did it in the afterlife he was attacking ghost children yeah I think what you are in life is what you are in death I think I, I yeah, think just, it's true just, I do believe that's true ghost, this ghost was nasty we put um, bless sea salt on him and everything and he just brushed it off wow so he was really nasty we actually binded him to a certain area of the house that he can't get out of so now, you know and I know that the, the Vatican has an exorcism division in the Vatican that, that we know exists. They don't like to advertise it, but all priests are trained into it. But which I find is strange that they're willing to believe that there's a devil creature or evil out there, but they don't really like fully admit there's such thing as ghosts, although ghosts are really mentioned quite a lot in the Bible. Right, right. With, our, with, with ghosts that are here in the United States compared to... The ghosts are probably across the sea. Your guys, your ghosts in the UK and Ireland and stuff like that have more of a, a history to it. We have to dig into a lot of the history and some of these ghosts that we deal with here in the States. And um, it's interesting because we do get a lot, get to know more about the places that we investigate um, with some of the people that have probably died um, during, during that time period. I, I, I think it's important that you do the historical information as well as the yes. as well as the um, 
the I presume that you have a psychic with search and a we, have, we actually have quite a few on the team and science as well you use a combined Correct. we balance it out evenly with that um, we also we balance it out with science research and psychics we balance it all out and we have we have um, like with haunted we have people we can get up on speed dial real quick if we have questions about a case and if we need somebody to come out and help us we usually get somebody out right away so how now without giving me too much if you don't want to how would you go about doing a normal investigation doing a normal investigation yeah first off we, we we talk with the owners of the house or the property we sit down and we talk a lot we do talk a lot um we then go into pre-investigation mode where we go in and we look to see, we check the wiring, the plumbing, uh, the building itself, um, look for any kind of crawl spaces, we look for animals, all kinds of things like that. Um, then we go to the library or the newspaper or the city archives and we'll sit down with them and they can tell us if something's gone on in that building and in its history. Or the cemetery, same thing with the cemetery. We'll do the same thing with the cemetery. Um, when we do that, they can tell us if these people are experiencing what they're experiencing. Like, we could have a house here, but the house that's here, there used to be houses all around it, and there used to be stuff going on with these houses. Do you, find that, that, do you find that a lot of this stuff you find is on ley lines? Correct. We don't find a lot on ley lines. A lot of the spirits that we've dealt with as of late, um, 2018's been kind of a dark year for us. We've had a lot of dark cases. A lot of things I can't imagine. I think it's because... Dealt with. I think because... I think a demonologist with us who got his face clawed up, all bloody, from something in a basement. I think it's because they're coming more... They know that we're opening up more to this paranormal world and they're becoming more acceptable and they think, oh, we're here, people are listening to us. We'd better make sure that they are. Right. Right. So it, it's a different... We kind of try to... And then if we, once we're done and we'll sit down and talk with them again and tell them what we found. We show them. Uh, sometimes we do it by email because sometimes our cases are if they're down in South Carolina, we're not going to travel all the way back down to South Carolina to do it. Um, but we do, we sit there and we talk to them and we tell them what, what we looked at, what we did. Uh, sometimes we'll take them even on the investigation with us so they can experience what we're experiencing too. Because we like to get the homeowner involved with us. Because if the spirits are interacting with them, then they should be out with us on it, on that case, and see if they can actually uh, do it. Well, I have a theory that our ability to access into ghosts, paranormal, UFOs, aliens, comes from early man, because early man had to be perceptive to his environment. I think some of that is still within us, and some people are able to tap into it, like yourself. And that they're able to tap into that part of the brain that allows us to access that. Right. You, what do you think? We, we do, we, with our psychics that we do use, we test them before they come on the team. We'll take them to a location that we use for training. 
We'll test them and see if they pick up everything that's going on. We already know what's going on in there. We want to see if they pick it up and see if it matches up what we found. So kind of like that. It's really cool how we do stuff and how the team works together as a unit to find the answers no matter what. Now, what is the weirdest or oddest ghost you've ever come across? You mean go across the seas? Uh, you, know, the, 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 you know when you've accessed a ghost, what is the weirdest or oddest ghost you've ever come across? It would have to be the witch of Lynn that we dealt with. Um, I had a 400-pound MMA fighter with me, and he ended up with bloody arms uh, by this witch scratching him. Um, we found out that this judge, this is the only witch that was ever in Lynn. And this judge, um, she wasn't a witch, she just looked like one, and he thought she was one, so she, he charged her as a witch. Her body was found in a ditch um, in her next town. So she was the strangest one we dealt with because we actually got photographic proof of her um, at least twice during our investigation. Wow. So strange, it, it, it always fascinates me when people, uh, because I, I, I'm doing a, um, a project with someone, and it's going to sound a bit of weird, a project. Basically, my, my idea was, you know when you watch a film, an old film, say like John Wayne, yeah. like John Wayne, yeah. now I believe that the films capture the essence of that person still, that, and they're still, the essence is still in the film. Now, I'm going to do like an EVP of certain films and see if we can pick up any essence from the films. Right. Yeah, some of the stuff that we've been doing has been... We do EVPs, we do EVPs, we do spirit photography. Um, we do different things. Uh, we're using now using the SLS camera, which does skeleton figures of ghosts. Um, and we, the first time we used it was in Madison, Connecticut, and we caught a child spirit on it. Um, and then a couple other places we've used it, um, like the Border Motel, we caught a gentleman sitting in a chair. Um, there was a couple other ones that we did that we did get activity. I've even used it in my own home and got skeleton figure on it without even trying. Um, so, yeah, you know, the devices that we use today, like the spare photography, I have um, Elizabeth Pfeiffer. Um, she's an amazing um, gifted psychic, but she also does spare photography. And she captures a lot on camera. Um, with her camera, um, I use a lot of old old equipment like reel to reel. I still use digital recorders and EMF meters and stuff like that. But I like the older equipment because it gives you a different perspective. Like when Ed and Lorraine Warren were around, it kind of gives you that 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 feeling that you can do it. You know, um, and it's something different because I I talk with Rob Demarest. Um, quite a bit, and he's he's in the impression that teams should go back to some of the old schools and try new techniques, and I agree with him 100%.
Can you tell me a little bit about your team? What's that? Can you tell me a little bit about your team? A little bit about my team. Well, I have a 20-man team um, that goes in. Um, we have a team in New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. And uh, we're going to be opening a branch, hopefully shortly, in Michigan. Um, we have teams all over the place. And um, the team is made up of men and women. And um, they all come from different backgrounds. Some are blue-collar workers. Some are um, just stay-at-home mom and dads that like to get out and do things like this. Um, and I love my team for that because they work hard at it. Now, I know for a fact a lot of people don't charge for what they do. Like the paranormal teams don't charge for anybody when they do their re, um, investigations as such. Right. We don't, we don't charge. We are, we're free of charge. Um, my team, my team is very honored that we don't charge anybody. Uh, we've been lucky enough to do some investigations where um, the homeowner will cook us a meal or buy us pizza or... Um, They'll, um, you know, let us stay at the hotel for nothing for a night because we're doing the investigation there. Stuff like that. Um, my team was one of the only teams in the United States that's actually got to do a U.S. military facility for ghosts also. Wow. Um, a live military facility. And I was very pleased at that when we did that. Um, but my team... My team is made up of just some really good people. I can't say enough. I got uh, Jared, and I got Aaron, I got Elizabeth, Whitney, Barb. You know, all these people work hard. Jill, Jill's a radio show host. She has her own radio show in Vermont on an FM station, and she works that every Monday. And um, she's an incredible lady. She does a lot. Now, if people were trying to look you up and trying to find you, where would they go? Go to Facebook. You want to find us at um, Haunted in New England, LLC. Real simple to find us. Um, you can't miss us. We're out there constantly. Um, you can also, um, you, if you want to get in contact with us about things, you can actually write us at um, Haunted in New England at gmail.com, and you can actually reach out to us there. Have you got any uh, videos on YouTube or anything like that? Yep. Yeah, we have some videos up there. We got the uh, the Libby House up there, and we got the Governor's Mansion up there. Um, two investigations that we did that people can watch and uh, check out. But we're also on Amazon Prime um, here in the States, so you can watch um, videos of uh, the six different uh, videos that we put on Amazon that people can watch us doing investigations. Yes, yeah, um, I wish I could access that, but unfortunately, it's like, as you know, because of the UK, we don't always are able to access the things that are in America, and vice versa. It should be, yes. It is, it is uh, available in the UK, um, as I was told. So you should be able to see it there. Okay. Um, people can watch it and um, check it out. Um, my best suggestion is to try YouTube and type in Haunted in New England. And you'll find us there. Would you like to come over to the UK and do investigations over here if you could? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, we like we like we we like you know doing stuff with people and talking to people. And YouTube is one of those platforms, and Amazon's one of those platforms that we can sit down and talk with people constantly. Now, I would like love to go on an investigation myself, but I'm because of my disabilities, it's how it's not really possible. But I've always asked people if it's virtually able to do it virtually now because of technology that we have. Perhaps you could. Do you do you have problem able to people with disabilities able to access your investigations? We've actually done we've actually um, done a lot more investigations as of late um, because we are on Amazon. Our team is getting very well known. Um, our case that we did we've done four different times. The Libby House is getting very much um, notoriety because it's an old bed and breakfast. It's very historical, and um, to get people to see what we do and go out with us and stuff like that we can ride down the road with our logo on the side of the vehicle and people honk and take pictures of us um we're not out for the notoriety but it's good to know that people know that we're out there trying to help them well, it's always nice to be known that you they respect what you do yeah we're, we're always respectful to the ghosts we never provoke no i hate that i hate seeing i hate seeing the videos where they go like jab them, jab and jab at them all the time, and then they get a really bad reaction. If well, that's why you got a really bad reaction. How do you like it? Someone come along and poke you all the time. You wouldn't like it. That's right. That's right. And that's the way we are. We don't provoke by any means. I'm the first one usually in the building and the last one out when we do investigations. I imagine you do the um, like a blessing or um, sage or whatever before you do anything. Yeah. We have a demonologist that actually goes with us too, so he handles all that for us. I imagine it, it, it's quite it's quite good to have that back back backup. If you yeah yeah we have we have several teams that we work with um, besides our own. If we need help, we just got we got the resources to get the help there to help us. Yeah, I belong to a, a a group over here because I helped to do a, helped to do a podcast for them called Lincolnshire Spirit Seekers. You may have found them yeah. on Facebook, and we they tried to promote um, helping out all all paranormal organisations to help talk to each other and stuff like that. Yeah. If you put your link up, I'll put that you on that one as well, so people can find yeah. you on that. I've been doing I've been doing this for 16 years. I've been doing paranormal investigations. Um, I'll tell you this much: one of the things about paranormal investigations and being married, it kind of it'll kind of take a toll on your marriage and your life, um, and your work and stuff like that. It really takes a lot out of you. Um, some people, some if you're married, I was married, um, just recently got divorced. And it was something different. It was because of the ghost hunting and stuff like that that really drove her nuts. Because I was always gone every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night um, on an investigation. Sometimes I would travel down to South Carolina to do investigations. So it's been, it, it takes a toll. And when it comes to this paranormal stuff, I, I my, my, my word to future paranormal investigators make sure it's something you want to do make sure that you get 
a mentor in your life, somebody, or read books um, by reputable paranormal investigators. Well, as I say, I, 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 I do the paranormal this way by talking to people like yourself. And I find out information and I put it out there for people. And I, I think they listen in. I think, I hope so, anyway. Um, now, uh, I normally, before I finish, I normally like to do a unique sign-off. Is there any, anything you'd like to say before we go? Please, please get a mentor. Join a team before you take off on your own and do your own investigations. Get the people that really understand. Read a book. Um, it's called The Paranormal Dictionary by uh, Chad Starborough. And um, it's got everything from uh, paranormal to cryptozoology to ufology to demonology in it. Read that book from back, from cover to cover. It will open your eyes. There's a lot of things you probably didn't know that go on in the paranormal field, and this book will open your eyes. Well, I can recommend a person in cryptozoology, if you want to look him up, called Jonathan Downs. He has written loads of books, and he's a renowned cryptozoologist over the UK. Look him up. He's a very interesting man. Well, before I'd like to thank you for doing this for me, Eric. I know how a busy life life can be, and... Trying to contact people is very difficult sometimes. It's all good. Anytime you want me, and you want me back on, I'll be there. And f- I, I um, thank you and appreciate you for this. And I'd like to say thank you, Eric, for being on my show. It's very nice of you to be on it, you know. I'll talk to you again, my friend. And perhaps we'll do an investigation together, virtually. Yeah, you're, you're, invited, with, you're invited out with Haunted New England anytime. Thank you, my friend, very much. Take care, my friend.